Um, I'm reading to you from the Wikipedia page for Gong Farmer. Gong Farmer? Gong Farmer. <laughs> Gong Farmer was a term that entered into use in Tudor England to describe someone who dug out and removed human excrement from privies and cesspits. As the work was considered unclean and off-putting to the public, gong farmers were only allowed to work at night. Hence, they were sometimes known as nightmen. Welcome to Bottle Welcome Episodes. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. <laughs> historical anecdotes <laughs> out to compare the, the the show nightman to but guess what it's exactly like people that had to dig out poop in the middle of the night it's exactly as dangerous and damaging to watch this show <laughs> nightman the shit shoveler of yeah, the tv world of wgn superstation or whatever it aired on guys welcome to bottle episodes i'm david piccolomini i'm daniel crow the gong farmer and this week, <laughs> we're joined by comedian Chris Ryder. There we go. Uh, Bottle Episodes is the show where we watch uh, bad TV shows, but we watch the pilot and the top rated episode on IMDb to see if it got better. Oh, okay. So I did do it correctly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you, you were just like, oh, we watched, watched three episodes. Episode. Yeah. You, you technically did it more correctly because it's a two part pilot, but I could yes. not be bothered to watch the second part. It's a tough one. I, I watched, watched the, I said, I watched episode one and I refused to go further. <laughs> <laughs> Because I got to be honest, of all the shows we've watched, this one, I've registered everything that happened in every other show we went on. This was like trying to write, like my mind was a chalkboard, and you were just trying to write on it with your finger. It left no impression on me. I watched the whole thing, and it went right out of my brain. Yeah. It's so, I, I, we've watched a lot of television shows for this uh, now at this point. And this is, yeah, I think this is the first one where I couldn't grasp it. If someone walked in on me watching this, they would have thought I was dead. (laughs) I would have been unresponsive, just like staring ahead blankly. I don't think I blinked the whole time. I think I made one noise the whole time, which is in the first episode. I went, huh, when Daniel Day Kim showed up. Because that's a little weird, but it's not really that notable. It's also like 1996. Of course, he's doing a bit part in Nightman. Yeah, you just didn't expect to see him. <laughs> no, it was, yeah. Uh, literally, the show starts off with a theme song that rules. Yeah, and it's so much worse afterwards. Because <laughs> like, it sets you up for false hope. You're like, this show is going to be cheesy and awesome, and I'm excited. And then it's mostly just a lot of... There's a re- weird moment in the first episode where his dad is like, oh, music's not working out. Maybe you should give up that dream and come teach at the karate studio. <laughs> which is an equally bad plan. Yeah. He's doing well in music. <laughs> oh, 
also, I like the karate studio. That's your more the stable life plan. To be fair, it's the 90s. Everybody's into karate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should train three ninjas. <laughs> uh, so, Nightman, it's based off a comic book created by Steve Englehart. Which I'm not convinced exists. I've never heard anyone talk about Nightman, the I comic. I looked for it. I can't find it's not even it doesn't even have a Wikipedia ent- entry. The Wikipedia Jesus. entry goes to the TV show. And there's a database of like Marvel characters and comic books not in there. Yeah, I Wow. You never heard you never heard another website. You never heard anyone say can't wait for Nightman to show up in the MCU. <laughs> and you heard that for Howard the Duck. <laughs> so I'm not convinced this comic Fuck exists. Tony Starks. Where's Johnny Domino? <laughs> He does feel like what was that? What was that one movie about? Like the mentally handicapped superhero, Dark Man. Oh, Blank Man. Blank. Uh, is that Blank Man? Flowers for Algernon. Yes, Flowers for Algernon. You, can, I, I will argue he is a superhero. <laughs> uh, okay, so this show, yeah, it's based on a comic. It tells the story of Johnny Domino, a jazz musician who gains superpowers after getting struck by lightning. And I need to say this to our listeners. Our thousands upon millions of loyal listeners mm-hmm. as much fun as that sounds and it sounds real fun it is the exact amount unfun when you actually watch it yeah i so this show failed on a lot of le- like on a lot of levels like production wise yeah like i think that's part of the reason is like you don't notice sound editing until the mix is that far off and it's actively difficult to hear people's voices. Oh yeah, they're hanging a guy over a bridge in the first episode and it sounds like they he recorded- do that a lot over the first three episodes. Yeah. yeah. They're it's- really in the bridges. Wait, in the third episode too. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like you recorded his lines in a tin can. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was something wrong with my phone. You're like, oh, what a crappy audio edit. You're Come like, on, can you laugh now? That's how it sounds. <laughs> Which is weird because it's also green screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't hanging him over the actual Golden Gate Bridge. Well, that's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. No, they only had B-roll of San Francisco. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be San Francisco. It's only San Francisco because it's a recognizable city with right, readily available B-roll. Yeah, it's a lot of tech. There's a lot of tech. He's a jazz guy. He should be... In New Orleans or something. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This show would be so much better in New Orleans or Memphis. This show would be so much better if it was called The Jazz Singer. <laughs> he does blackface. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a superhero. Nightman. Like, you got to stop painting your face black, dude. I've gone too obscure with my references already. <laughs> We've gone Flowers <laughs> for Algernon and The Jazz Singer. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, so... Yeah, like this show is hard to describe the plot of. I've watched it now. I watched this twice. Because I watched it this morning. And do you have a strong no. like I've watched because I watched it once and I went, I didn't get any of that. Uh, like literally, I don't. I was like, I don't know what happened. I don't. And then I watched it again and got slightly more information. It feels like a child wrote it and adults had to interpret it as best they could. Yeah. It's a cryptid. Like, yeah. It just it exists. If you watch this enough times, it tells you where a horcrux is. I'm willing to bet <laughs> if you read the Wikipedia synopsis is for every episode, it's every synopsis starts off, okay, I think it's something <laughs> like Here's our best guess. It's very much Finnegan's Wake. I'm gonna keep going with these references <laughs> all day. Uh so the first episode, yeah, he's just playing saxophone, living the dream, and he's riding one of those trolley cars. 
Would it get struck? Well, we skipped a lot. Okay, go ahead. I think he, uh, well, first of all, his dad is an ex-cop. Yes. Yes. Um, who still wants to hang around and be a cop. Yes. And everyone tells him, you're not a Fuck cop off. anymore. <laughs> you're a million years old. Yeah. So, go back to your karate studio, yeah. old man. <laughs> Sadly, we don't know how he knows a guy that runs a karate studio or anything. <laughs> he just alludes to the fact, I was talking to my buddy at the karate studio. It's <laughs> a throwaway reference. <laughs> well, as a cop, you have to know karate. That's one of the rules. No, not when this guy was a cop. He's old. <laughs> it was illegal to know karate up until up until the Wu-Tang Clan popularized it. <laughs> was seen as evil yeah. and Asian. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way this guy would know karate. Um, so that's something that happens. Uh, there's the Secretary of Defense has made a big weapon and entrusted three nerds with it. Or so, do the three nerds make it? I, I assume they it, made it. It is unclear. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think the three nerds made it. I thought they were going to get laid off, so they made this evil weapon. Because why is it being sold to other countries if yeah. the U.S. Secretary of Defense wants his hands on it? It's what? being sold to other countries because that's the plot. <laughs> because don't ask questions. I yes. actually it, because it was the '90s and we were still doing juntas <laughs> in random countries. <laughs> We're like, we got to give these rebels this ultra-powerful... Did, mil- did they ever even say what country specifically it was getting sold to, or just other countries generally? I think it was other countries. Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, the guy that created this should do better. He's made a lot of successful shows. Who made this? Glenn, Maz- uh, Glenn Larson. He made Magnum P.I., oh. Knight Rider, a-, a million shows. The original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Wow. Stuff people like. Yeah. But also, he's been doing, it is like, all those shows are kind of cheesy. But when you look at Nightman in his costume, you can tell this show sucks. Yeah. And there's nothing about any of those other shows that you can just visually look and go, this That's is awful. a bad show. This one's not the good one. Yeah, for sure. This is, it's the same feeling I had seeing commercials for the cape. Oof. Why am I doing I these references the today? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about the cape. Oh, I, I Listen, the cape, underrated. Not good, but underrated. Okay. I've never seen the cape. I just saw the commercial went bad. Keith David. It's Keith oh, David's in the cape? I'm pretty sure Keith David's oh, in the cape. Season's in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keith David, the only person to be in the cape and community. And community. <laughs> that you can think of off the top of your head. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So then, then he goes to the rail car. No, there, there's a, a whole bunch. Well, first, there's a whole thing where Taylor Dane is his ex girlfriend. Yeah, and they're both at the same jazz club, but they're kind. They're hot and cold on each other. Yeah, yeah. And um, will she ever need to get rescued so they can fall back in love? Well, her, her career <laughs> will need three. to be rescued. Yes, episode two. Oh, wait, which one is she getting hung off the Golden Gate Bridge? That's episode two. Okay, never mind then. No, spo- That's right. I haven't That's seen right. episode two yet, so no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you had, it wouldn't help. I've never seen a more, you know, because you know in opening credits where they list all the people and then they put and, and it's usually your biggest name. I've never seen a more letdown of an and than yeah, Taylor like, Dane. <laughs> she had some hits 15 years before this came out. Oh, yeah, because that would have been like she was 80s. Like that, I'm, maybe late 80s, maybe not 50, maybe like Ten. eight or nine years before this came out. Yeah. She <laughs> was a pretty successful singer. That would be like if they were like and Michelle Branch. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, are you ready for Macklemore? <laughs> yeah, do thrift shop. 
Macklemore would have been better as the lead in this. The lead is so boring. <laughs> he's he's kind of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a 90s hot guy. And he gets less personality when he puts on the suit. Well, that is that is like a like difficult like Christian Bale had trouble. No, a good actor can bring the they can make them separate characters. They can make it yes. But yeah, he didn't make it separate. Yeah. He just made it less descript. It is it is like uh like bad robocop energy oh i see that it's it's like this is what robocop was parodying but it wouldn't come out for another 10 years (laughs) (laughs) that's the feeling it has this is doing a reverse parody yeah (laughs) you just release a weirdly sincere version of a thing that's already been parodied so for some so (laughs) so the actual plot kicks in when it's like we made kick puncher now yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> In one of the weirdest plots I've ever seen. So there's some sort of defense conference. No, it's the New Millennium Conference in San Francisco. World leaders from all over are coming to determine how life will be in the new millennium, which they refer to as the third millennium on multiple occasions, which I never heard it called. <laughs> I guess it's technically right, but I it guess, feels I wrong. Suppose. Yeah, zero to one, one to two, two to three. But I never hear people call it the third millennium. Guys, we're living in the third millennium Ooh. right now. I've heard it called the millennium more. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they're all at this conference, and they've booked one performer for the conference, and it's our boy the Johnny. The ambassador of soul, they yeah. call him in season two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> our boy jo- our Johnny soul, <laughs> Our biggest soul export. <laughs> He is, headlining the house, he, he is headlining the House of Soul in San Francisco. You know where Soul is from. <laughs> you know, when you think Soul music. This is the dock on the bay that Otis Redding sat on. Ergo, we are where Soul lives. Um, And then it just... He, you know, so he's the only entertainment at this conference yeah, of world yeah. leaders. Just him going... It's not good. It is the least soulful saxophone I have ever heard. It is, Lisa Simpson puts more soul <laughs> that in is her sax play. thousand percent true. Kenny G or this whatever. Is, this feels like Kenny G yeah. sax music. Yes. Um, and you could feel him with the sunglasses on being like, I'm a cool jazz man. But you probably, dear listener, you're probably thinking this man is playing on a stage at the conference. No, 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 no. He is in a cable car that shuttles random members of the conference places <laughs> and he's just standing on the cable car going, <laughs> cable cars are not big if anyone's playing saxophone on a cable car you're, you're mad you're mad <laughs> also like what is the acoustics in a cable like not good. honestly i'm on his dad's side again yeah go teach karate Clearly back to doing karate <laughs> but like do karate on the cable car here's the thing about the cable car it's just cgi'd into scenes of san francisco because it's not on a cable <laughs> <laughs> this is a car that they've made to look like a cable car and they even do a point of view shot from the cable car this is what it would look like if you were a cable car and you were going to the street and guess what there's no tracks on the street <laughs> just this is a car i didn't notice that at all it's just a car no cable it's they're famous for one thing they have cables <laughs> even the room didn't mess up the cable cars the room successfully got a cable car <laughs> 
And to be fair, I think the room may have had a bigger budget than this. Possibly, yeah. It's like the because, room was like six million dollars. Because this was released in syndication. This didn't come out on a network or something. Yeah, it just they put it at. They just kind of put it. I don't even know where it showed. So I watched it on Internet Archive, and it said WGN Superstation. Okay. So that was my guess. So it would have been like one of those like Saturday afternoon specials? Yes. Maybe. Like literally. Like after Beastmaster or whatever. This is that thing where I think Glenn Larson. Concurrently with Beastmaster, they're playing on the same time on the same <laughs> channel. <laughs> just half the same screen. <laughs> uh, I feel like this guy just was so used to shitting out just like reliable 80s television. Mm-hmm. But syndication was actually at the time. Making something straight for syndication was not a bad decision. It could be big money. That's what Baywatch did. Oh, yeah. And, and Hasselhoff made a gazillion dollars. Not in this show. Well, <laughs> he yeah. He was I, killed immediately. <laughs> 10 seconds of Hasselhoff in episode yep. two. <laughs> Legit. Like, literally, it's like a passing of the torch. And, like, they, he, like, they pan the camera at him and he, he turns around very slowly because it's a big reveal. And then he immediately gets thrown out of a window by Nightman. God, how much do you think he got He reverts to that? murdering people immediately. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give like, a jazz musician. <laughs> yeah. That is true, because I, I only watched the first episode, the first half of the pilot. He never <laughs> he never really becomes Nightman in that. No. no. You need the second episode for him to become first, Nightman. First, the nerd has to show him how to do the belt and the cape and how to fly and all that shit. Least believable nerds I have ever seen in this show. The flight is some of the worst I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. In television. You want to talk about bad CGI, though, the sky when he gets electrocuted. <laughs> it looks like a lava lamp. <laughs> I mean, the explosions yeah. are like the, expl- the when the rail car, so lightning comes down, explodes the, or no, there's a bomb on the rail yeah, car. So it, lightning hits the cable car and electrocutes only him. Yes. At which point he becomes psychic. He becomes, so they explain in the second episode. You know he, what? I don't care. Let's move <laughs> on. He's psychic. No, Good it's, enough. So, it's so stupid. It's okay. worse. He becomes attuned to the energies of evil. Gross. That's what that lightning bolt did to him. He could fu- he he senses evil energy before it happens. You know what? If a musician gets hit with a lightning bolt, they should just become a real good noise rock band. Am I right? My references will get more obscure until you <laughs> laugh. Until you laugh, listener. Um. Uh, and th- so then he senses a bomb in a bag, mm-hmm. and he just kind of looks at the bag for a while. Way too long for there to be a bomb in there. And then he declares, there's a bomb, get out, and then everyone gets out of the cable car, and then, this is great, this is what heroes do, he throws the bomb towards them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out, and then just chucks the bomb in their direction. <laughs> Nobody was injured because no. he was. I wish he had tucked the bomb in his saxophone and then just played the perfect. Oh wow. yeah! <laughs> they just shot it out of the saxophone. Now you're talking. <laughs> Honestly, if that was the show, I would have been in. I would have been so in. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem with the show is it plays so safe with such a ridiculous premise. Right. I think they didn't think it was ridiculous. I think they thought it was cool. They really. There are extended sequences of him playing music, and they really think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, in the episode I just watched, it was pretty long. There was a lot of him. Yeah. Just a lot of him just... Yeah. Like, I I don't remember most of the second episode. I remember having eyeballs on it, but blanking out for a lot of it. But I remember, like, ten minutes in the middle of just sax. Sax. Yeah. Hardcore sax And it's, in like, the 
it's as jazzy as the Utah Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> it's pr- pretty white jazz. It is like wow, that guy can really play all the notes. It's what <laughs> it's what jazz made by most guys with the name Miles Davis would sound like. <laughs> Miles Davis in IT. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. That's a pretty white name for the greatest jazz musician of all time, right? I guess so. I just never even yeah. thought about. Yeah. I don't know Miles Morales, or is that after Miles Davis? Is like, did he take that name? Maybe. After- In my mind, most Miles are just like white frat dudes. We've got off track here. I'm sorry. <laughs> How can you not when you're watching Nightman? <laughs> yeah, I did so we- much stuff while watching this. <laughs> learned jazz. I learned how to play jazz. I learned how to make a cape to make you invisible. Are there any worse jazz musicians on television? On television? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are worse jazz musicians in the world. Yeah, I mean, so you're like, you're wondering if there's any shows about jazz musicians. No, there's not. I don't think there's any worse jazz musicians on television. This is because it's peak Kenny G kind of becoming popular. So they're doing that kind of easy listening. It's weird because it was not easy viewing. No, it's very (laughs) difficult viewing. So I think that's basically the end. So he throws the bomb out, and then he gets he gets a costume. No, he gets the weapon. Well, now he, he, could, he, he could, goes to the hospital. Yeah, and he hears the senator's thoughts. Oh, no, right, the Secretary of Defense. So yes, who's yes get, going to be assassinated? And the Secretary of Defense has weird thoughts because, because his thoughts are like, out. "I'm the Secretary of Defense," <laughs> <laughs> so that he that's can know me. who it is. I'm the Secretary of Defense, and These I are think the Secretary of Defense's thoughts. I think the people at this hospital are being too rough with me. <laughs> and then he just asks him, "Like, are you the Secretary of Defense?" And the Secretary of Defense goes, "How did you know? Are you psychic? You're trying to kill me." <laughs> Wait a minute! If he can sense the powers of evil, that means the Secretary of Defense evil. is evil. That's why I was or confused. evil is going to happen to him. Oh, it's stupid. God damn it. Wait, I thought he was evil, though. Or is that a different... No, he gets well, murdered like, in the two hallway, scenes like later. Oh, that's that. It, this... And so does the fucking Hawaii Five-O kid. Daniel, Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, they get shot in the hallway together. He's not yeah. a kid. So, man, what, he's so, like, he hasn't aged even a little bit. <laughs> you, can t- you can tell that he's aged, but it hasn't changed how he looks. Yeah. He just—he looks like he's gotten a little bit more sun. Oh, so the fucking the shooting sequence, legit something out of like a high school play. <laughs> like legit, the guns just went pew pew and they just fell. There yeah. were no bullets, no shot, no wounds, no, nothing. Nothing. They're like, quick, we gotta. You're dead. Bang, yeah, bang, bang, bang. Bang. <laughs> well, no, we'll I shot the, you. You're dead. We'll add the bulleted post. <laughs> And they were like, wait, what the fuck is Paul? Wait, we ran out of post to all these Golden <laughs> Grape Bridge drop-offs. We spent all of our money on Hasselhoff. <laughs> our B-roll. <laughs> oh, Hasselhoff is there as a favor. Yeah. For sure. That is, like, that is, like, any of the guest stars, I assume they were just on his better shows. Taylor Dane wasn't. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, Taylor Dane just doing it out of... And she uh, it is integral in this next scene because uh, Johnny Domino witnesses the murders mm-hmm. and has to go hide and he hides by finding a random room that taylor dane is in and making out with her and then they're like ah oh, they're just making out oh we forgot to mention that there's like a psychic expert oh seeing yeah. him at I this point oh yeah be like i've been looking for a psychic guy for 40 years and i found one now son that's Wait, you did his dad tell him about yeah this his is, dad? yeah yeah i know a guy that runs a karate, karate studio i know a psychic <laughs> expert <laughs> Let me tell you, Frank Dominus knows some people. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is his name Johnny Dominus, and then he changed it to Johnny Domino? This for is the sax? I mean, it's a state year. This is falling in the I don't care category <laughs> <laughs> yet again. I don't care. I just love he changed it like by like a letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a better. I gotta get a cooler stage name than Dominic. Surely, don't want people to think I dominate the jazz game. <laughs> uh, then I what else? I don't even know what else happened. So then he, at some uh, point, he meets, like rendezvous with the black dude. Yeah, the, the third, oh, yeah. the last living nerd. Right, last of the three nerds. Now it looked like the guy that um runs the computers for Hans Gruber and Die Hard, but I don't think it was the same guy. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not. Okay, but. They just like because I'm confused because they switched they they recast him in season two. Did they really? Yes, it's a whole different black dude. That happens a lot on these shows we watch. Yeah, it's only ever the black guy recast. <laughs> if we see a lot of shows where it's like season two, new black guy, new don't ask guy. questions. Yeah, sorry, this other guy asked for a raise. <laughs> yeah, we clearly don't have. It. We got to throw money Hasselhoff's way, right? We had to rent this Prowler that Johnny Domino drives. No, this guy was in Nightman. He is a Sky Crane pilot in Independence Day. Uh, he was in Stargate and has a character named Brown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in 101 things. He's crushing it. All right. Come, oh, on, come on the pod. CSI Vegas spot. Oh, one episode of For All Mankind. I technically have seen him. Well, yeah, you've already also seen this episode. Yeah, I meant in other things. Okay. Guy, guys in Ray Donovan. In the dark, mayor of Kingstown, he's doing great. It's a different guy. I remember when mayor of Kingstown and mayor of Easttown came out at the same time. It was confusing. Because <laughs> uh, one of those was worth watching. It just sounds similar. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the Back show. tonight, man. Night, so man. you didn't watch any of the second episode. No, I watched the second episode, but I physically, I physically watched it. No, mentally. I'm talking about the second episode. Oh, of the sorry, pilot. no, yeah, the bile episode I watched. No, yeah, I, so, I saw that it was a two part pilot, but I went under no circumstances. Am I watching the second part? No, absolutely. I've done what I needed to do. No, it was another 45 minutes of your life, or in my case, an hour and a half because I watched it twice. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, it, yeah. So the basics of it are: he's like, you're a superhero now, uh, or he's the 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 nerdy guy is like, hey. Uh, we got to keep this weapon under wraps and like figure out what goes on with you and everything. I'll you train know karate, you. So. You know karate, so you're already <laughs> ready you're like for halfway this. there, guy. And then I'm going to skip a lot of it. Taylor Dane gets captured. Yep, that's when she gets dangled off the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, because they're still trying to get this weapon, and that's when Nightman shows up with his powers. And... His suit, you mean? Yes, right. Because the weapon is Nightman's suit. Yes, that's the weapon. Uh, and he literally uh he flies down. They drop her off the Golden Gate Bridge, and he lowers while standing straight forward. Like, his <laughs> flight, he doesn't turn down to go faster or anything. He just keeps lowering. Elevator powers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, it's levitation. It's oh, pure levitation. God. And it looks worse. It looks so much <laughs> like, like, how does Superman fly faster? I don't know, but it needs to. You need to have that ability, or else stakes don't make any sense. I've had people. I, I mean, I've heard people be like, "How does Superman fly faster?" The same way you run faster. No, but but you're not pushing. How does he fly at all? Is that like? Is he just? Is if you can accept that he can fly at all, is it really that weird that he can adjust his speed? The same way you or I can adjust speed walking and running and jogging. Well, but our legs, we can see the mechanics of that working. 
He's clearly got some internal combustion. combustion. Yeah, he's engines. <laughs> yeah, flying doesn't really make a lot of sense in general. <laughs> I think I guess. birds can pick up how they how fast they fly. Yeah, but they're wings. We see the wings, and they usually they use currents in wind to get faster to pick up speed. Have you considered that Superman can sense the evil of currents <laughs> <laughs> and tap into it <laughs> and fly faster that way? What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It you need it to exist, right? Because him flying faster while kind of being on one leg, like just floating down, like he's waiting for an elevator. It's like his legs are crossed. <laughs> yeah, literally, it is just like he's just like. <laughs> it, it, I don't know how it looks so bad looks like he's waiting on the bus he rescues <laughs> Taylor Dade uh, also there's a spider that's mechanical which where the fuck did that come from Whoa, did nowhere. John Peters produce this <laughs> the references get more obscure was that a wild wild west yeah <laughs> but also because the story Kevin Smith tells about how he wanted it in that Superman movie he hired Kevin Smith to write Oh, no, I didn't know that story yeah. either. Okay. He'd, he'd just been trying to put a giant mechanical spider in something for years until Wild Wild <laughs> West agreed. <laughs> so this was just a tiny spider okay. that they ran on the ta- the, bat, the 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 group of evil Asian Diplomats. people, like East Asian. Yeah. Like, so there's a the guy from Seinfeld that we talked about. Yeah, Brian, jo- Brian George. Oh. <laughs> uh, the guy who's like a very bad man, Seinfeld, uh, who owns a restaurant. Uh, yeah, he's a part of that team. Um, and so the spider comes. Yeah, they, they have a spider. He runs up on like the main CEO of evil. Uh, and they're like, this spider is not real. We have complete control of it. I can poison people. And that's what will kill Nightman. We'll release a spider in his uh, dad. So then uh, he falls in love with Taylor Date again. Wait, does she know that he's Nightman? I by the end of the episode, I think. She knows. Don't even recall. Well, he <laughs> rescues her. And yeah, then but he's in costume. In, yeah, but then they fall in love. So, like, right? But you know how, like, in Spider Man, uh, Mary Jane doesn't know that Peter's Spider Man, but then they she still kisses Spider Man. Uh, bad news. We're s- swiftly entering into that I don't care era because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wait, who is the other girl that dies? She's like the one brokering the deal. Yeah, that chick. I don't know. She's I, I, is she Secretary of State's. Console Yeti or so? I don't know how she has the parts. Yeah, and it's it's literally it's one of those things where like I put on headphones and turned it all the way up because the sound editing is so bad on Hers the show. Hers was the worst. That and it you is... know it's bad if this podcast is criticizing it. <laughs> yeah, we've watched bad sound editing. No, I'm referring to our sound editing on the podcast. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can understand all of us clearly and there's not music over it. Not yet. Put some music over every time I talk in this <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yeah, just 10 minutes of his sax. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be uh, fun for the listeners. And that's basically what happened. That So the spider gets released, kills the woman, and then Taylor Dane shows up. It's like, oh, I didn't realize you had company. And he goes, that's not, not company. company. That's a She's dead body. <laughs> and then she doesn't freak out at all. Zero percent. <laughs> they then proceed to make out. That That's a line straight out of the naked gun, by the way. <laughs> It's not a date. It's a dead woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the second episode, he gets his power, er, that he can control his powers now. But can he control an audience? No. 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 Yeah. The fact that this got a second season is insane. It's truly just because it's Glenn Larson, I assume. 
Um, if it was syndication, that just means they had enough people who locked in their contracts that it made financial sense to make a second season. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. It's just wild that this exists for 40 episodes. Speaking of wild, the plot for the next episode, from what I remember. Oh, yeah. Is. This is straight out of 1998. It feels like a parody to a degree that some of the other things we've watched can't even touch. (laughs) This show, I picked it at random and is truly one of the worst things I've seen. Like the plot. And again, a lot of this is a blur. People are getting sucked into the Internet in this, right? Okay. So Kim Coates. Uh, plays a tech billion, a tech billionaire. Because I think we're before billions. No, he's because he's the youngest billionaire. Oh, he Someone is. Just so that, he's yeah. a billionaire. Okay, so he's a tech billionaire. This is right at the start of those. Uh, he, uh, Kim Coates is. He plays uh one of the psychos from uh Sons of Anarchy. Yes, I don't. Tiger, whatever. I don't. Know. The the one who I the thing I most remember about him is uh he's psychotic and talks about how he has definitely fucked a corpse before. That's not a guest. That's a dead body. (laughs) (laughs) I just the only thing one of the few things I remember from Sons of Anarchy, except for that the first season is technically Hamlet. Uh, Literally, it's it's Hamlet. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't just the Lion King? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a little more Lion King. Yeah. Uh, But um, no, the dad's the uncle's already the dad's already dead. (laughs) Aw. Uh, yeah, it just, I, I remember that that show is technically Hamlet for the first season, and he goes, what, you never been cold packing? And then I had to look at what cold packing was, and was horrified that it was fucking a corpse. Oh, dear. Well, um, how about you put some music over you saying that? <laughs> just some sax, so no one has to hear that? Uh, In our so, lighthearted comedy podcast. Wait, is this episode ranked... Seven out of ten on IMDb. It's the highest rated episode. That's the point of the show. Oh seven, my god! And it's a seven point oh out of ten with eighteen reviews. The fans of Nightman love this episode. <laughs> All eighteen of them. Yeah, we get more podcast listeners than people who've rated this <laughs> Nightman. episode of Nightman. <laughs> Hey, all bottle episodes listeners, please go on IMDb and rate this episode down. <laughs> no one should ever have to see this thing. Honestly, I'm upset we didn't get to see the Manimal crossover. Yeah, that is what we wanted to bring up because the creator of this created Manimal, another show that failed, and we have almost done an episode on before. Yes, we're going to cover Manimal at some, at some point. point. Um, and he decided to cross over the lead character from that failed show from 15 years prior. <laughs> Into an episode of this show that was failing. Hey, you know what's going to get the ratings up? (laughs) (laughs) Two negatives is a positive. I'm just like, imagine if today there was a musical that was somehow in its second season and not doing great. And like, you know what it's time for? The lead from Viva Laughlin. (laughs) Toss him in there. Let's get a bump in the ratings. That's what the color purple needed is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman from Viva Laughlin transported back to the early 1900s <laughs> to run a scammy casino as a child. <laughs> but at least Hugh Jackman is famous. The lead from Viva Laughlin is not. No, that's if true. If you threw that guy in there, that's what it's more equivalent to. Yeah. The guy that sings like this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what. No, that would be if they took uh, uh, Euphoria. Not Euphoria. What's the other one? The idol? Yeah, they did the idol, and then they brought in the guy from Viva Lafla. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he's a scummy guy in Vegas. Yeah. We're re- 
No, Laughlin, Nevada. Laughlin, yeah, that's why it's called Viva Laughlin. It's a uh, two hours away from Vegas. Gross. It's just another casino town in Vegas. Oh, but a less impressive one, like Reno. But yeah, worse. but worse yeah. than Reno. Because at least Reno 911 is a good show. Right. Yeah. Viva Laughlin is not. It lasted two episodes. <laughs> hey, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DPIC Comedy, Christopher the Comic, and Daniel F. Crow. Also on TikTok, he's Christopher the Comic. I'm at LickGrandma69. And I have a great special Goblin King out on YouTube right now. That's it. Get into it. Back to the episode. Okay, so in this episode, uh, Kim Coates has access or not, has secretly invented the super internet. Ultraweb. They, they the worked Ultra so Web. hard on that name. <laughs> Ultraweb was almost certainly the second idea they came up with <laughs> after Coolnet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Coolnet's taken. <laughs> Ultra web and the ultra web is so he is uh if you're a high school student or a college student with like a a certain GPA he's giving you free access to the ultra web <laughs> uh and which is weird because internet was free back then AOL was sending CDs out every day yeah yeah for a hundred hours but he's giving free access to the ultra web which doesn't work unless you enter in the passcode which then allows you to jump into and surf the net. Your For whole real. physical person. Now, I really barely registered any of this. Do people know that they're going into the ultraweb, or is it a surprise? It's a surprise. That's what I thought. Okay, they they're not informed of that. It's a secret. Kim Coates is not telling anybody. That's what happens when he goes into there. So my recollections of this episode are a lot like someone that suffered a head injury, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I I just remember the word Tron coming into my head at some point. Yes, they're oh, doing yes. Tron. Yeah. They're doing Tron essentially, but without any of the special effects that make Tron interesting or cool. I'm trying to remember all the things I remember. There's a there's a henchman with a weird haircut. Yeah, he yep. looks like a business version of the Misfits. So that uh, Jed Reese, oh, Jed uh, Reese, that's his name. Uh, he is he he would. I think his biggest role was probably Galaxy Quest. Also, is he one of the agents in Deadpool? Yes. Who, like, recruits him? He is one of the agents in Deadpool, yeah. Oh, I think he said one of the Asians in Deadpool. One of the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that guy's white. <laughs> oh, oh, The, the Ringer. Ringer. Yep. Yeah. Oh, with Johnny Knoxville? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, Glenn, he's just one of the guys, I think. Oh. Or he's probably playing a special needs guy. I think he's playing yeah. a special needs guy. I've never seen The Ringer, but that makes sense. I, <laughs> I somewhere have a DVD copy of The Ringer that I got from a blockbuster that was closing. <laughs> DVDs they just gave like, it to you? you. No, they were like 50 cents a DVD or whatever. Fair enough. You're like, uh, maybe I'll watch The Ringer. Buddy, I had already seen The Ringer. <laughs> I've made the decision having already knew what to expect from the DVD. And I went, yeah, it's time to Ringer it up. <laughs> they pulled back at the end. They realized it was bad, right? Um, The Ringer got better responses than you would think. They worked with the Special Olympics to make it as tasteful as they could. Yeah, well, I guess for a thing with Johnny Knoxville in it. Yeah, he takes surprisingly few nut shots in that. Interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what you expect. Is it in this contract? He's got I, I mean, at least two. Yeah. I wish the Riggers' uh, like subtitle thing was just less nut shots than you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this guy is fully leaning into uh, evil gay character kind of thing, where he's like 
clearly like in love with the leader. There's one scene where Nightman meets this character and he threatens him and he literally goes, (laughs) (laughs) it's just the classic like, oh, we'll just we'll queer code this villain. Yeah, that's how he's evil. I know that. (laughs) I guess it's good that not all gay characters are evil nowadays. Yeah, I would say so. You should let some gay characters be evil nowadays. You don't see gay villains ever really anymore. Uh, I'm not thought about it. Uh, let, not really evaluating. Hey, let the gays be evil every now and then. I think there are gay villains. They're usually more in gay stories. <laughs> where, the, you know, it's weird when the only character that's gay is a yeah. villain, though. That's where it really, it's like, oh, there's one villain, there's one character that's gay in this, and he's bad. I'm not saying that it should be in everything. But yeah, more gay villains. I can't think. Just of any let them have villains. range. Really I mean, like in the last handful of years, like because like the Disney Disney ha- was known for it. Like uh, James Adomian even did a bit about it. Like with like Ursula. Sure. Uh, I think in his bit, it's Sheriff of Nottingham, Jafar. Real? Yeah. Well, it, well, hold on. He wants to have sex with Jasmine, technically, but Te- yes, but really, that's just for power. Sure. Like Jafar is queer coded. Yeah, he's got very, very well kept facial hair. What about the fat guy from Pocahontas? Uh, no, he's American imperialism. Okay. Which which is villainous. Okay. <laughs> I think you're, you're going to say which is is pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want do- you want to dominate their whole country? You know, there are a lot of dudes there. Pretty gay. Pretty gay. <laughs> I I don't this is like I I feel like we should be weaponizing homophobia more. Like oh you like having guns? What are you not strong enough on your own? Kind of <laughs> oh, you're like holding that phallic metaphor? Yeah. Ooh, it feels good a gun in your hand. But you know what else would feel good? A penis. They're similar. Boy, it's going to be a weird uh picture for this episode. <laughs> weird little icon representing cuz I don't know if you're familiar, but every episode we have a different picture that represents something we spoke about in the episode oh so now it's gonna be yep there you go or a saxophone dick (laughs) a saxophone if this show invented a saxophone it would be it would automatically i would give it 10 stars (laughs) (laughs) just the black nerd character coming in be like and we have this one this saxophone will suck your own dick (laughs) oh i thought you had to suck the saxophone Oh, no. It's a self-sucking saxophone. I was not just a saxophone that you had to suck in order to get to play well. Like, it had an attitude, like, I'm not going to play. Oh, until. you have to, like, breathe Talk in? Nice. Yeah. It's a harmonica saxophone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I, uh, we were talking about sax. I went with a saxophone. Okay, well, anyway, speaking of the saxophone, there's, like, a 10-minute music video in yeah. the middle of this for no reason. With random, like, it's him playing saxophone and then a DJ just scratching records. Well, his dad's already in the internet. He's got time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We forgot to mention that his dad is in the internet. internet. His dad, the most computer literate old timer. He's getting bullied immediately online. Wait, there's a scene at the beginning where like a teenage girl gets bullied. Yeah, so that's the high school. She beats him up. She goes into the machine. So she gets sucked to the machine and then a karate master, uh, not Johnny Domino. Too many (laughs) girls. Well, the thing is, Johnny Domino, he's not a master because he doesn't teach yet. So this guy is a teacher, making him a master. He's a digital. I don't even know if he's a program or a real person, but he's like, hey, uh, there's this guy bullying you on the internet. 
what you should do is you should go and find him and beat him up now that you know karate also. And she's like, I don't know karate. It's like, you do now. That's that's from The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, though. Yeah. yeah. They're just stealing. I from know jujitsu. No, this was before The Matrix. 98. Matrix is 99. Matrix stole from this. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. That, I don't know if they saw this. For I, what worth. I don't know. It's a year apart. Do you think if Glenn Larson was alive? He would be able to sue them for this. He was alive when the Matrix came out. <laughs> yeah, he had more money than God at that point. He still, he still could have sued them. Yeah, that's true. People did. A lot of people did sue them. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are like, I wrote a script about computers. Give me money. <laughs> They're like, hold on. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he totally. And then she goes to a part where this shitty dude is making sexist comments. And then she just beats him up. She's the one. Uh, and then I don't. Nothing bad happens to her, right? No, there. there's again, there's a senator at the thing he's playing saxophone at. He's being questioned <laughs> by the press. And she just walks up and is like, I'm oh, having yes! your baby. Whoa. Out of nowhere, yeah. And the dude's like, "I don't know who this bitch is," and then she just walks away. And you don't a see her again of them together for the though. rest of the episode. Yeah, is that setting up for later? I don't know. Because I gotta yeah, be honest, I think it, I think they make the second season like it longer has, narratives. Is, yeah, because this is the first episode of the second season, right? And they do have callbacks. There's several callbacks to the time. Oh yes, because the fucking Kim Coates yeah. also electrocuted on the train. Car. Yeah. They oh. show the electrocution like four times in this episode. He was there too. Because I remember just having a brief moment of lucidity watching this and being like, wait, am I watching the first episode <laughs> again? <laughs> what did I do? It's, so then uh, the father goes, he, he's like, I can't figure out how this dang internet works. And they're <laughs> like, listen, maybe if you could get off your AARP membership, <laughs> be able to figure it out. And then they, he enters a code into the computer, sucks him into the ultra web. Yep. You know, <laughs> rather, rather a saxophone sucks you into the ultra web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like these are just like they're regular, uh, like they're not, it's not like over and over. There might be a one longer story in there with her. Sure, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe Kim Coates is using it as a way to like, because he's in like five or six episodes. That track, because at the end of this one, yeah, no, because he's still alive at the end of this. Yes. He's around. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many episodes he's in or like what. Neither does he. If you asked him right now. He's like, I did some he would nightmare? not be able to no. tell you. <laughs> uh, so then he, uh, the the dad goes into the ultra web and he's just kind of there. And he, he gets like, a job as an enforcer for the villain. Or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because they're like, oh, you want to be a cop again? It's his dream. Yeah, he really got He should have become a karate instructor. <laughs> Finally, all that. And then they try they go to find him. He's been gone for three minutes. He disappears yeah. for they're like, ah, we got time for a ten minute sack solo. They find out he's been missing for three minutes though, and his son is immediately worried about him. Well, it is weird. They were supposed to go find him and then three minutes ago he was calling tech support. So like he disappeared, his car's still no, there. That's a total old man behavior. Oh, I can't get through to tech support. I guess I'll walk to the office and tell him my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> this is Silicon Valley in San Francisco. I yeah. just walk there. It's fine. 
I'll give those tech jerks <laughs> a piece of my mind. Totally believable. He's just playing ping pong while bitching about yeah. it. <laughs> it's cool that you guys have all these tables here. I'm trying to think of what else happens in this episode. Um, Nightman has a face off with them at the end and like his dad is now fully working within the web for the villain as his enforcer and he goes to shoot Nightman because he's like, That's not my son. Yeah. But for some reason the bullet and the dad evaporate right before the bullet hits Nightman. Cause he gets sucked out of the ultra web. He pu- yeah. pulls him out of the ultra web. And I'm not clear how. Me neither. It just happens. Yeah, also you can move super fast on it. Like Kim Coates like goes he's like in a limo and then he just goes in the computer and pops up somewhere else. Like you can teleport with this. Yeah, I don't know what happened at the end. I literally I've watched this now twice and I still couldn't tell you. He leaves the ultra web, but I'm not sure how or why. And then Nightman is just like, aha, peace, and he leaves, and that's the well, end of the dad's episode. dead. His dad's dead? At the end, his dad's dead. I have no memory of that. So the very end, the dad shoots as Nightman's pulling off his mask. So he's like, oh, fuck, it's Johnny Domino, my son. I and like that's how he refers to his son. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny then, Domino, my son? <laughs> J-Doms. And then the bullet and the dad evaporate. And then uh, the Nightman like throws Kim Coates on the ground. He then comes back out of the ultra web. And dad is dead in his chair. No bullet wound, but he's dead. That feels like he's not actually dead. I think in, in, in the comments of the YouTube video I watched it on, he uh, dad comes back later in the season. Good, yeah. In the ultra web. In the, as, no. as, as, a, as a spirit. It becomes her. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's ripping off this fucking show. Johnny Domino wants to fuck his stepdad. <laughs> Don't, hey, come on. You saw his, you saw his dad. <laughs> you know his karate instructors yeah. and yeah. psychics? Come on. It's, it's a charming okay. man. Let's 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 be merciful and stop talking about the show. Great. Okay, uh, Daniel, thank you to prove a uh, show you would recommend. Uh, sixty minute theme song <laughs> that makes the show so much better. <laughs> it's just a montage of going <laughs> while people like jump off buildings. Let's, I would enjoy that. And hey, if you want to watch a show involving a nightman, that's good. Watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Chris, what would you improve about the show? One thing you'd improve about the show. Oh, well, how to improve the show? Oh, my God. Uh, more karate, I think. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, there's too much talking in this dumb action show. Yeah, why are you in the suit? Do karate, sir. So more karate. And what was the other part? Uh, and uh, well, I recommend just a good show. It doesn't have to do anything with this show. The cape. The cape. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the cave? No, okay. I watched Community, and <laughs> I just know a bed. Okay, loves the watch cape. watch Community. <laughs> watch watch episodes of the Community where Abed is watching the cape. Uh, and then uh, I got a real uh, out of left field thing, but I think the ages work for this. That it would have been a great choice. Cast Nick Offerman as the lead, because if there's anyone who knows how to uh, go sex. go between playing a badass yeah. tough guy. And an ultimate sax jazz machine. It's it, Duke Silver. It's Duke Silver from Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Is that your recommendation for the show as well? Uh, well, I could. I was going to say Scavengers Reign is a new show that's out that's really good, and it's animated and it's gory and weird, and it's like a it's a pretty perfect sci fi show that involves a lot of cool computer stuff in it. 
Great. They crash land on a foreign planet and they're trying to survive as the planet kills a lot of them. Uh, you know what else uh, killed a lot of people? Uh, the job of gong farmer. <laughs> the, the fumes that came off were such that people would actually asphyxiate. 